Hello there guys, this is Off The Post with me Grant and my good friend Will. Hello so, there. Hello Will, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, yeah I'm alright thank you. Um, we're currently up in Manchester after um, watching Man United play today against Cardiff in what was a very dismal performance. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. Uh, no. We'll get, uh, we'll get into that. Yeah, we're going to get into that um, in a bit. But um, yeah, we're going to be covering that today. We're going to talk about um, what they need to do, where they need to go from here. Um, and we're also going to be talking about uh, the title running between Liverpool and Manchester City. So uh, lots to cover. Looking forward to this. And let's crack on with it. Right, hello there. Um, this is, like I said to you in the intro, the first episode of Off The Post officially. Um, let's crack on and get talking about this. Uh, Will, what did you make of the game today? I don't know where to start, to be honest. We drove four hours to see this game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was... We, we all know the problems United have been having this yeah. season. Yeah. Especially of late and at the start of the season. But seeing it up close and in person was really something else yeah it was like you say i mean we've we've sort of seen on the tv sort of what it's sort of looked like and how it hasn't sort of seemed like players care or are really trying but it's not until you sort of go to the game and witness it yourself to sort of see just how bad things are at the club and it's looking like a big a big uphill sort of rebuild yeah when you see the whole picture and you can see everyone on that pitch at once and you see the lack of movement I don't know if it was just a especially bad performance today because <laughs> it's weird seeing it live without replays and commentary isn't it yeah you sort of you if you blink and miss something yeah you can I'm, get the wrong idea easily especially when the crowd behind you are going mad for things and yeah definitely I mean yeah. the atmosphere takes you sometimes yeah. I mean I with because obviously we've we've haven't seen any replays or anything because like Will said we were just at the game, um, but we're gonna probably watch match of the day later because Cardiff's first goal was a penalty. Yeah, we don't. We obviously don't know whether that should have been a penalty or not. At, no, at this, this is point. this is the thing. I mean, um, by what we saw, I mean obviously like say the atmosphere dragged us in, so the referee seemed like he was making a lot of the wrong mistakes, not to sort of take away from how bad United were, but it did seem like the referee did make, had some poor decision-making today. He was definitely the villain of the piece today. He, yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that, well, I don't know if it will transpond on the TV, but it's certainly come across at the game. Yeah, definitely. Um, with the penalty, I, I would like to see it again, because from what I saw, it didn't look like a penalty at all. No. Um, but, I mean... Out, 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 of the, out of the whole performance, I mean, what, what can you take from it? I mean, Mason Greenwood uh, started getting a first start today, the youngest player to ever start a game for Man United. And to be fair, he was probably our best player on the pitch. I think he was about the only positive we could take from yeah, today. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a bit like in the last game against Huddersfield where um, Tahith Chong come on. Um, in the second half and mm. he sort of just changed it it was a more positive attitude he played on the right a bit like what Mason did, Greenwood did today um, sort of gave a more positive attitude but what does that say really about the players um, the first teamers who are having have, are getting shown up really to yeah, a bunch of by the youth yeah um, I mean what do, you, what do you sort of make of it I mean it's it's 
It's bittersweet, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's promising if we're going to be bringing those those players up and yeah. giving them a chance next year. But at the same time, these are players, or sorry, the our first team players. These are big money players who should be. <laughs> Playing for the shirt and playing for their wage packet, to be um, honest. Big money is, is the right word there. Yeah. I mean, you've got oh, Alexis Sanchez. I mean, just to start you off, is on, I don't know the official figure, but it's somewhere in the region of four to five hundred thousand yeah. a week. Who, I mean, what does he do? He sits on the bench. He doesn't really, if he does play, he, he doesn't, he looks like he's lost a yard of pace. He he was always known at Arsenal. He was a workhorse, and he sort of always yes, he got goals, but he'd done more than just that. He he sort of contributed a lot to their play, and at United, he just seems like a lost cause. He's um, just a shadow of the. Well, he, I wouldn't even want to say a shadow of the player because we saw that stat earlier, didn't we? Um, goals at Old Trafford this season. Sanchez won. Yeah. And then um, and Mendes Lang, who played for Cardiff today, yeah, he's got he's got more goals Two. in one game yeah. than um, than. Sanchez has managed in his time since January. Um, it's it's just disgraceful. I mean, the, the the money that players like him, players like Pogba are on. I mean, Pogba had had a good sort of part to the season when Solskjaer first come in. Um, he was scoring a well, his scoring ratio was better than what it was at Juventus, and he was assisting goals. And he looked the real deal again, and he was sort of quieting a lot of people up. Um, including myself, um, I thought he was just sort of a lost cause as well until Solskjaer come in. He was rejuvenated for a little while, and then from that, I mean, since that PSG win, I mean, well, what did we see earlier? It was twelve games we've played, and we've won two games. That's yeah, it's shocking. Two games, and both those games, if I remember rightly, we weren't particularly impressive. We got a lucky win uh, in again one of them against Watford. I remember. And I mean, Pog Pogba's one that's. I mean, he's he's a big he's a big name, isn't he, at the club? Mm. And he's he's always going to be sort of bought up. Um, but there's there's a lot there's a lot that needs to happen there. I mean, he was really not impressive today, and I don't want to single him out because it was a shocking team performance. Like like we said, Greenwood yeah. Greenwood being the only positive, and some of the youth when they came on, Gomez Gomez was very good. Um, yeah, McTominay was good today. Yeah, he was even All, out of position. Yeah. Um, Pereira, I didn't think looked too bad, but he didn't get yeah he much was, of the ball. Really. No, he he was okay, but he had a few, especially in the early stages. He had a couple of shots. He got a couple of shots away, which yeah didn't really trouble the keeper. But it was it was at least he was doing something. You know? Yeah, I mean, we talk about the positive side of the performance today. If we look at the, I mean, because there's a lot more negatives than positives. If we look at that side of things, um, I mean, where do you start? I mean, you can you can list off. A whole bunch of names. I mean, the number one that was probably on my list today would have been Ashley Young. Um, <laughs> how that man is not only in a United kit, but starting game on game for United. When players like Dallow, who started the game today, who looked very, actually looked quite positive and bright again, another youth, youth sort of player. Um, for him to come off at half time and to keep Young on and then just... It was it was the lack of, the lack of creativity the 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 terrible crossing. Oh my goodness! It was it was awful, wasn't it? You saw it again. It's one of those you don't realise quite until you're there just how bad. No, I'm I've been supportive of Young for a long time. I think he's always been one that's put the effort in and 
actually looked like he's playing for the shirt, despite sometimes not having the best performances, but he was shocking today. Yeah, um, I mean, that's that's an area that fullback-wise is a big concern for, for Man United right now. Um, they need to. They need some signings, and they need some signings desperately this summer. Yeah, should we move on to signings? Because we could spend an hour talking about this before. <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. Let's just draw a line under. It was awful. Um, it was. It, it probably it'll probably come across awful on the telly as well. But it was truly awful. The it, the the atmosphere at the ground was was pretty hostile. Yeah. Um. So we're we're gonna move on from that before we get too depressed. Um, yeah, we're not bitter at all. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, not good. Not good. Um. Yeah, yeah signings wise. Um. Mm. Let's sort of delve into that a little bit. I mean, where do you where do you feel that they need? I mean, you could rip the whole squad probably, but where <laughs> where do you feel they most need to sign? And who do you reckon would be a good signing for uh, for the club? Uh, I feel like. <laughs> Feels like an overhaul is definitely needed, doesn't it? Right now, feel like you, you could get rid of most of that squad. I think. Yeah, at this I, point. I would agree. I um, would agree. But let's start. Let's start with centre backs. Yep. So, where better to start than a man who we've been linked with heavily recently, yep. and a man who I think any Premier League team, especially in the top six, would love to add to their squad would be Kulabali. Yeah. From Napoli. I mean, Kulabali. I mean. It, it's a big shout because obviously missing out on Champions, not to bring it back to the the main squad again, but yeah. the missing out on the Champions League and things like that, it, it's a big ask to draw these sort of players. Now I know it's Manchester United; mm. they're one of the biggest clubs in the world. They all, you know, they're always going to be. But I mean, Koulibaly is a world class centre back, and he would make any team better. Yeah, I think. He he's definitely one to be looking at. I mean, I don't know what wages he'll be looking for. I don't know what the figure that Napoli will be after. It'll probably be quite high um, to get a player at that level. I think the other problem with Koulibaly is that we're going to have big competition. Um, <laughs> you're going to have Real Madrid. Well, you're going to have the Spanish clubs. You're going to have other Premier League sides coming in. From... I mean, ignore the European clubs. If he... If he gets an offer from Man United, mm. even Man United or Man City, where's he going to go? Mm. You know? Mm. Yeah. I, I was saying to you earlier, we've missed a massive opportunity, I think, by settling for the Europa League. Well, the other thing you've got to look at with it as well is you look at the, you look at the style of football Man City play, and we're obviously going to we're going to talk about that in a bit um, with the title running and the season they've had on winning the Premier League again and that, but. Yeah. If you look at if you look at their squad, I mean, and you look at the the terrible sort of disjointed uh, sack of mess that is Man United right now. I mean, compare the squads. Who are you going to want to go play for? You're going to want to go play for Man City any day. You want to play for the team that's just won the league back to back. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> and play probably. Dare I say? Well, no, I would say the most attractive football in the league. Yeah, no, I think you're entitled to say that. Yeah, I think that's definitely you know that's why wouldn't he want to go play somewhere like that? Yes, you've got the traditions of a club like United, but then, I mean, we United fans like us, we need to stop sort of living in the history as such and live in the present. And the present isn't very good. We live Um, in a post-Ferguson world. We do, and it's it's not very nice. Um, but. Yeah, Kula Bali, I mean, in a, in a dream scenario, is 
he's he's definitely a start because I, I think the defence is definitely where you need to... He's an old-fashioned hands-on centre-back. Yeah. Much like we thought Eric Bailly might be, but he's been <laughs> hamstrung with injuries, pardon the pun. Um, <laughs> and just not looked consistent when he has had it. Well, he doesn't really seem to get a run, run of games. No. Mourinho sort of dropped him after buying him yeah. for however much that was. Yeah. I, when we signed him, I was very confident that he'd be able to bring us some solidarity at the back, you know, and some kind of... Maybe not leadership, but just a positive, strong voice at the back. You would have thought so, yeah. But, I mean, United spent a decent wedge of money on him yeah. um, for a player who, okay, no, but let's be fair, anyone who said they'd extensively watched Eric Bailly before he joined the club is probably lying, because they probably didn't. Um, no. But when he was, for me, when he was fit initially, I thought he was... a. Uh, a pretty, pretty solid centre-back. Well, he um, had a, he, when we first signed him, he was looking pretty solid, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. For, however, I don't know how long he was in the team before first getting injured or dropped, whichever came first. Yeah. But he looked pretty damn solid, and I was, you know, praising him to high heaven. Yeah. Talking about how solid he looked and big and strong at the back, not afraid to go in on people and not in like a Marcus Rojo way, you know. <laughs> no, 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 no. With, <laughs> every no, time they, go there. Yeah, every time going to the ground <laughs> you start cringing. Yeah. Um yeah, but Kulabali looks like he could be that kind of player. Yeah, or, the player well, that we we he wanted. Is that kind of player, really. Yeah. Um he's I, a commander. I think I think with the defence side of things, I think you have got a good centre back there in Lindelof, um, if he can stay fit. I think Lindelof is actually a very good centre-back. I agree. Um, and he will get better. Because yeah. um, he's not... People forget he's not actually that old. He's still quite a young... He is. He's... Yeah. I can't think. But he's not He's not as old as some people might think. I think he's mid-20s, 24, yeah, 25. So he's got a lot of years ahead of him. Yeah. Um, and I think with a good centre-back partner, not somebody like Phil Jones. Or, oh, can we not? Yeah. Please. Or, or Chris Smolin. Do you know what though? Weirdly enough, Chris, uh, Phil Jones is one of the th- one of the people today I find it hard to criticise. Yeah. Not that he played well. No. But he just didn't. No. He, he wasn't he, Phil Jones today. No. He was, yeah, that, that, that's a big thing to say and yeah. he didn't play like Phil Jones usually plays. Um, looked, but, looked fairly reassured at the back. Yeah. Point. But that's not what you want is it? You don't no. want a centre back that you're surprised if he's had a good game. But you he want... was still taken off at half-time, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that says it all, really. Um, right, speaking of leaders at the back, go on, in regards to Koulibaly, yep. let's move on to the next potential signing. Hit me. Delict. Yeah, the Ajax youth player who's... Um, had captain, a, isn't he? Captain, who's had a fantastic season, actually. 19-year-old captain of Ajax. Oh, it's unbelievable. I did actually... <laughs> I don't know how true, I mean, this won't be true, but I read, a, I saw a story in one of the newspapers today, or might have even been yesterday, saying that the reason Man United weren't going to sign Delir, mm. I don't know if you saw this, did, yeah. is because they were worried he was going to get too fat. Something to do with his dad putting on weight or something. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, it? but I mean, the, talk about problems we've got. To, to worry about a 19-year-old who's a professional football player, who's exactly. captaining, captaining his club at Ajax, who have just been in the semi-final, and worrying that he might get too fat is, um, is concerning. It's just so uppity, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's concerning. I mean, he's... 
Ajax have had an unbelievable season. There's a lot of players there who have been brilliant. Um, they're going to, unfortunately, I would imagine most of them will get sold in the summer. Ajax have always sort of been known as a, a, a selling club. So you've got to imagine Dilip will probably be sold. But, I mean, it's, again, one of these things like Koulibaly. I mean, is he going to want to come to us? I've heard that he's already turned down our interest. But, yeah. again, could all be paper talk. Who knows? It, yeah, it could be. Um, but I, I wouldn't surprise me one bit. Um, if if we decide if he decided, should I say that he's not interested? Um, you know what could be a big factor in the Delict saga mm. could be we've been there's been rumours that we are looking for a director of football, and rumours are that it could be Van der Sar, who's currently at Ajax, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> were he to come to United, that could have a he could. You know, yeah, it might have. have it it, it definitely could have an impact. Um, somebody like that being there. I mean, that that's another thing. I mean, the lack of a sporting director at, at United is is not good. Um, in today's age, with, I I mean, it was again, it was an article I read the other day which was really interesting. I mean, um, I was reading. It was about Sir Alex Ferguson actually when he was there, not to bring it back to, our our wonderful history, but um. There was an article that said that Sir Alex Ferguson was the greatest sporting director of all time because he done all that as well as managing the club and managing everything. The problem is, since the void of him, we've had managers who have come in who have just come to be managers and not do all the sporting director side of things, which is fair enough. So we've had obviously Moyes, Van Gaal, um, Mourinho, and nobody's really... Ferguson was a genius. He filled that void. He'd done both and he'd done it very well. Um but since he's gone, the lack of a sporting director has sort of really shown. Um, Mourinho always highlighted the fact in his in his grumblings and his time at United that a manager's job is very different now to what yeah. it was ten years ago. Oh, absolutely. In that you can't be the sporting director when you're the manager. You know, you, absolutely. You can't be making those decisions. There's no room for it anymore. Apparently. So. No, I I completely agree. Um, I so I do think I absolutely think that that's something that they probably will look to do in the summer. Um, I mean, Edward would be in there is is another thing. I mean, the man isn't very popular. Let's put it that way. Um, no. uh, 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 <laughs> up 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 in the Manchester, uh, he is not a very popular man. No, um, not, not with some of the old club legends either, like Gary Neville. No, is well, I mean, a few words to say about yeah, him. Yeah, if, if you've seen Gary Neville on Sky Sports, then you'll you'll probably see what he said about him. But um, yeah, that's. Edward was another story. I mean, we could we could probably talk about him, how much disaster he's pr- probably caused to the club, set the club back about five years. But to put all the blame on him, like I've heard some Man United fans do today, I think it's wrong in a sense. He, the be-all and end-all isn't him. Um, he's a big part of it, and he does have a say, in, unfortunately, in the transfers and things like that. Um, I mean, the worst thing that he's done for me, uh, something me and you actually spoke about today, um, is the fact that he's signed Jones, Young and Smalling up to new contracts. And he is now letting Ander Herrera, probably Mm. a man who should have stayed at the squad and probably should have been our captain uh, next season uh, to build around, is now going on a free transfer and it's looking likely to be PSG. What do you make of that? Oh, well, I've, you've really hit me in the feels there. <laughs> I wasn't ready to talk about that just yet. I'm, I'm gutted. I yeah. really am. He was Herrera has been probably my favourite player since we signed him. Yeah. I didn't know who he was when we signed him, but I, from day one, 
I felt like he's played for the shirt and he, he won my heart, to be honest. He's always putting in those performances, looking like a leader out there, talking, communicating, and just never looking half-arsed, you know? Mm. Always looking up for it. Yeah. Even when times are hard. Yeah. And that, you can't say that for a lot of the players in that squad. No, I completely agree. I, I think that to let somebody who has given their all to the shirt and really cares... Uh, to allow them to leave is on a free especially is disgusting um, when you're signing other players up who aren't good enough or are past it for the club um, there's a big problem there there's something this is where a sporting director needs to be there to be the middleman in all of this to have a say in it because something there is not right there's no way that any manager in their right mind would think that letting him leave on a free or leave at all and keeping some of the players that are being kept by the looks of it is a good idea. No, uh, I, I mean, I, I won't lie, I got a bit emotional when he did the lap of honour. Yeah, earlier. yeah. Or the was... lap of so-called honour that the team did. <laughs> yeah, considering he didn't even play today. I mean, I don't know about his in- if he was injured or what, but still. I w- yeah, I I hope he was, to be honest, because I'd be very disappointed if he wasn't allowed to play in that final game. Yeah, I mean, because Valencia got a run out, didn't he, for his final game. He did, yeah. Um, Back to signings in that respect, though, with Herrera. I mean, how do you replace somebody like that? I mean, who who do you look towards? I mean, where do you go? I don't know. We've got got some names written down here for midfielders, at least. Mm. We've got... Well, there's a big one right off the bat, uh, Paolo Dybala. Yeah. Or is he is he more of a forward? Well, he, he's he's a sort of mm, attacking mid slash slash striker. Yeah, maybe not the guy then. Um, he might not be the guy you're looking towards, yeah. but I mean, he's 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 been rumored for United, and he's he's a big, a really big name. Um, I don't think he's sort of the guy that's gonna solve our problems. No. I think it's another Pogba esque signing. Agree. Um. Where it's a big personality, um, who want big wages, who to be fair, pro- probably wouldn't come for the right reasons. Um, I don't think somebody like him is a way forward. I think, I mean, it's the 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 two that spring out to me um, have to be the two English lads, and that's Madison and Grealish. Um, okay, they might not be in the exact same mould as Herrera, as such, but they're the sort of players uh, for their clubs. Uh, Jack Grealish's season has been. If anyone's been watching the championship, have probably seen that he's been far too good for that league, um, and he gives his all to the shirt for Aston Villa. I mean, he's not somebody that a lot of people are gonna think of when they think of names for United, and he's probably not superstar esque enough for them. But he's, I don't think we need superstars. No, it's about time we got over that the big money signings. Yeah, you know, the yeah. Edward Woodway. That's that's exactly it. And yeah. we've always been a club that promotes from within and I honestly think the answer to replace Herrera could come from within because yeah. we have players like Scott McTominay and Andreas Pereira who have already made a splash in the team when they've been started. Yeah. Two of our more positive players today. Yeah. Um, there's also young James Garner who was on the bench today who didn't get a chance to Come on, but he's been compared to a Michael Carrick sort of character in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. he get, I think he gets a fair bit of playtime with the uh, under twenty ones. Yeah, I think it'd be fair to say it'd be good to see him pre season. Definitely, um, yeah. plan plan for the team. Um, I would promote from within on that one. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think I think that's a fair shout. I think there'll be a lot of that next year with Solskjaer. Yeah, I I would like to think so. Um, like we've already said, this this the club is so far behind right now. I mean. 
to, to well, I mean, like I say, we're going to get onto the title race, but the fact that Man City this season finished 32 points ahead of us <laughs> suggests to me that one really? season <laughs> one season is not going to fix this. Um, it's going to be a big rebuild. No, yeah. Um, and there's no chance that you can tell me, doesn't matter who you bring in, it, you, you'll have to rebuild the whole team, mould it properly. It's going to take more than one season to catch up 32 points, especially because City are probably still going to have Guardiola the next season. They're only going to get stronger. Uh, Liverpool, I mean, they put in everything and still couldn't catch them. So, yeah, we're a long way off. As disheartened as I am to be in the Europa League next year, I think it may be, well, I think it's the right place for us to be right now. Yeah. And I think that is probably our best shout would be to go to go try and win that next season to try and get in the Champions League because we may not make top four again unfortunately no let's I, hope we do but. I, I hope I, I have a I have a hope we do but I, I'm not holding out I think it all depends on what Chelsea and Arsenal are going to do unfortunately yeah because I don't see us catching City or Liverpool next season no maybe not even Tottenham because if they make some signings yeah they're going to be even more dangerous than they are right now because they haven't made a signing in the last two windows no which we're going to go into later anyway yeah but yeah that's I, a big thing Tottenham are one of these ones I mean it, it'll depend if Pochettino stays there next season I, I think, think he will yeah I think if Pochettino stays there then he's been doing a better and better job every year oh he's been unbelievable um, unbelievable and he's you know, a, a manager that we really like. Mm, he's uh, top class. Top class, yeah. Well, world class manager. He could probably go to any side in the world and do yeah. well. Um, but right, let's talk about outgoings for United. Who do you want to see the back of? Will? Who well, do you not want to see in a shirt anymore? Who are you sick of? We've got to start with Sanchez again <laughs> <laughs> because the guy's not doing enough. No. I'm I'm a I'm very romantic at heart and I want to see players like Sanchez and Lukaku stay and fulfill their potential. Yeah. What we know they can do, but we haven't had enough proof that they can do that. No. They don't seem to fit the system necessarily. No. So maybe it's time to just get rid, you know, cash in on those guys. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. they're still going to be snapped up presumably. Oh, yeah, you made a good point about selling Sanchez to China. <laughs> well, if if they want him, yeah, yeah it seems like the best place for well, him. Well, right absolutely. Now. I mean, Sanchez has come in and he's on a huge wage bill. He's gonna if he stays at United, he's gonna get now a twenty five percent cut because of the lack of Champions League football. I think if he was wanting a pay a payout, he can go to China. It will suit all parties involved. They'll get a big big name out there again. They've got they've got the wages certainly to keep him happy. Um, he won't have to put in much effort because it's a different <laughs> league. He's not getting any younger. Um, I know he's he's not old by any means. He's he's uh, thirty, I believe, isn't he? Yeah, I think, uh, he, I think he's he, around. He's thirty one this year. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's sort of getting towards the twilight zone of his career. Um, I think somewhere like that, or maybe even Italy. I mean, maybe the MLS. Maybe the MLS. Some somewhere like that. I think. I th I think that he'll probably have a few suitors, and I think it will suit us if he was to leave. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't worked out for him. The player that was at Arsenal is certainly not the player that is at Man United, and that's a shame because it really is. When he was at Un when he was at Arsenal, he was unbelievable. When we signed him, it looked like a match made in heaven. Yeah, it really did. Yeah, it, it had. He was, he was sick of Arsenal, wasn't he? Yeah, remember he was turning up 
in the well they'd all turn up in their suits on match days do you remember um, a few weeks before he left actually he turned up with his tie like hanging off yeah. and his shirt unbuttoned yeah I'm, he was not bothered at but all. in hindsight things like that just don't aren't very professional are they no and it's yeah it's not a good resemblance on your attitude is it and your no. professionalism and to bring it back to it I mean what's he done this season other than taking snapchats of his dogs um, <laughs> uh yeah, taking loads of social media things and 550k or whatever it is a week. And then put up an apology post every week. <laughs> <laughs> every week we get an apology post from him and it's like, there's only so many times you can say it before it yeah. means nothing. Um, yeah, so the back, to see the back of him, um, as unfortunate as it is, um, it would be the right move. Um, and as for Lukaku, uh, again, he's another one who's who's got all the potential in the world and... But the problem with that is he's always had this potential, hasn't he? And it's always been the case. Um, he scored a lot of goals. Don't get me wrong. He's he's he got he's got to a lot of goals he very was very quickly scorer, uh, last season, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, for Everton and uh, West Brom, and even Chelsea, and, and he's still doing it with Belgium. Yeah, which is the weird thing. Yeah, I I don't know what it is, which uh, leads you to assume it's the the system's not right for him here. No, I think part of the problem with Lukaku was when the season began, he didn't look fit. Um, he was, it sounds really stupid, but he was too muscly. Um, yeah, it wasn't, very bulky. He lost a lot of his agility. Um, he was sort of just a big brute, um, which didn't really, really suit United. And he wasn't fit. I mean, even I watched him uh, two, three weeks ago. Uh, it was actually quite funny because Gary Neville was on commentary. Lukaku actually made a sprint. Um, against Chelsea. Was against, yeah, yeah, it was against yeah. Chelsea. And he was out of breath. He was sweating and out of breath. This is a, this is a this is a professional footballer who gets paid to run and chase a ball, in effect. <laughs> and he is out of breath from making one sprint from about the halfway line to the go- to the goal. Yeah, it's, it's, that's not right. It's odd because you think back to last season that game we had against Chelsea uh, at Old Trafford, I believe, when we mm. won two one. Yeah, and he made that crazy sprint in the last in the like the 90th minute I think it was yeah from one end of the pitch to the other essentially and it was I believe I saw a stat that it was like the fastest sprint a player of ours made all season yeah in the 90th 90th minute yeah and what's happened to that you know what's happened to him yeah like I say he was unstoppable fitness has gone out the window well went out the window with him he sort of brought it back a little bit but I he's Hasn't been good enough. Would would I sell him? Um, yes, probably. Uh, for the rebuild process, I don't think he's gonna be what we need going forward. Um, I I've heard a lot of rumors about him. Well, he in fact he even said to an Italian TV station that he'd love yeah. to play in Italy one day. He did, yeah. Um, which usually rings alarm bells. Yeah, is definitely. if people are saying that towards the end of the season, you gotta think. Well, if that's what you're thinking, then. Go do it. Go go play somewhere else because if you're not going to give your all for a club, then yeah, I'd love him to stay, but it's, there's something there'd be something fundament, fundamentally wrong to me about him sitting on the bench, a player like yeah. Lukaku. Yeah, it's yeah, and just especially do, with the money. Yeah, just go do your own thing. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. not working out here. No, I, I have nothing but respect for him as a person and a player when he you know when he's playing well, mm. but he's not doing that here, so. Go find something else, I see. Yeah, I agree. And we can sort of look towards bringing in some other strikers. Yeah, um, someone that's going to fit into that role more. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Um, 
Uh, right, so let's quickly talk about um, one more outgoing. Uh, would you like to see the back of Paul Pogba? <laughs> well, that's, that's the big question, isn't it? <laughs> um, no. No, I don't want to see the back of Paul Pogba. You don't? No, I think that... I think he is what we're going to be trying to build the team around, for, for right or wrong, you know. He is that world-class sign-in, the big-money player that we bought three years ago. We saw what he can do under Solskjaer. When Solskjaer came in, mm. he was unstoppable. Yeah. Maybe his head's dropped with, with the rest of the teams in recent weeks. Yeah. Because it seems like, you know, everyone's head seemed to drop at the same time. Yeah. For whatever reason, after that um, PSG, PSG well, game, yeah. 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 So I don't know what's happened, but I, I do believe in him, despite what we saw today. Do you feel like he's got an attitude problem? I think being a footballer at that level is always going to come with an ego attached to it, mm-hmm. for definite. You get the rare exception, like you get your Juan Matters and people like that who are just the sweetest guys in the world. Yep. I think he probably does have an attitude problem. Maybe it's not something that can be, you know, overruled by good performances, mm. as, mu- as shallow as that sounds. Mm. I would like to give him another season and see, and you know, give him another season and then that's what, four seasons he's been here? Yeah, I believe it's, yeah. Something and like that, then yeah. I think you can fund them, you can, you know, categorically say yes or no, yeah. stay or go, you know. I mean, the, the news story that came out yesterday would might suggest that he'll be staying for another season anyway because his agent, uh, Mina Raiola, yes. has been banned from um, any transfer activity worldwide for three months. Now, nobody seems to know why this is. Or why he's been banned at all? That takes um, us to the start of August. Yes, so, so he's I think get a shift I think on when he comes back. <laughs> yeah, well, I th- I think his ban actually runs out just after the transfer window closes. Does it? I believe so. Yeah, I think that's what I read. Oh, that's um, interesting. Which would be very interesting, especially if Pogba, if the, some of the rumours are to be believed, he does want to leave. Um, it would. It's going to be interesting with him. Um, for me, I, I agree with you. I think. The talent is there. I think he probably does um, deserve one more season. Whether he wants to be there or not, I think the pro- probability is he now he probably will be. Um, I'd like to see him, you know, give given his all um, and sort of being that player that we saw when Solskjaer first come in. Now, I know, like, like you say, players' heads have dropped. Um, but there's there, something with Pogba doesn't sit right with me. Um, he's got all the potential in the world and he's got all the ability in the world and we've seen it. But if he can't be bothered or if he's having an off day, he, he can go from giving a 9 out of 10 to a 4 out of 10. I mean, today, for example, I, he was terrible. Yeah, sometimes he definitely doesn't look bothered. But I think that's a problem throughout this team, to be honest. Yeah. So, <coughs> as I said earlier, I don't like to single anyone out right now because I feel like there's a problem throughout the team. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's fair. We shouldn't really single anyone out as such. But as I said earlier, I'm a romantic with these things. Yeah. When it comes to United especially. Yeah. I just, I want them all to do well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, well, we do, don't we, as United fans, but um, that's just one mm-hmm. of these things. Right. 
Uh, final, well, final word on United. Um, I'm going to ask you a quick question on it, and then we're going to move on to the Man City Liverpool title running. Shoot. Um, Ollie at the wheel or Ollie not at the wheel? <laughs> Ollie at the wheel. Ollie at the wheel. Of course. Okay. We'll 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 go with that. He's had he's had what five months. Yeah, I I'm yeah I agree with you. And this isn't his team. No, it's not his team. I like his attitude. Yeah. He came in and, well, it was recently, wasn't it? He said, I'm going to be successful at this team. Yes. You know, regardless of who's here and who isn't. Yeah. He, he sort of made it very clear that a lot of these players aren't going to be here next year. And I think he's already beginning his overhaul, you know. And I hate that the, I, this isn't down to him. And I hate to bring it back up. But I hate that that has to start with Herrera leaving. Yeah. It's not, well, it's not no. a great start, is it? Do you reckon with Solskjaer that he can... Attract the top names. I mean, you look at when Jose Mourinho was there at United, he he could attract top, top names. Players wanted to come to United um, to play under him. Um, maybe that's not the right reasons to come to United, but it was true. He's, uh, he's not a Mourinho. He's not a Pochettino. He's not a Pep. No. But he has to start his journey somewhere, you know? Yeah. He didn't He didn't have the best time at Cardiff or... Uh, well, I mean, he hasn't had a hard time with Mould, has he? <laughs> But, um, no, no. But let's see, because he knows this club inside now, and that could be what we what we really need right now. Okay, right, cool. Well, we're gonna we're gonna take a break, quick break there because we both need a drink, and we've been talking for quite a while. So we're gonna take a quick break now, and when we come back, we are gonna have a chat about uh, the Liverpool City title running, and I'm gonna ask Will who his prediction for the Champions League final is to win it. Mm. Um, also, just a quick thing before we go on a break, if you've got any questions to send in at all, feel free to send them in to, to us, uh, off the post questions at gmail.com um, and make sure you like and subscribe if you haven't already and you've just come across the episode. Okay, see you soon. Welcome back to Off The Post, guys, with me, Grant. I'm still here, joined by uh, Will. Here I am. Here he is. And we're now going to move on to a different topic. Um, we are going to talk about the title running between Liverpool and Manchester City. Mm. We Will. Were, we were probably about the last people in the country to find out who'd won the league. <laughs> yeah, well, Because we couldn't get any signal. Yeah, we had no signal whatsoever. Coming um, out of Old Trafford. Oh, it was impossible. Until we got back to the car park, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. we literally got in the car. Which was, was a 10-minute walk, well, through that crowd at least. Yeah, we were very eager to find out who, who had um, achieved, achieved the title this year. And turns out that, surprise, surprise, the big money won again. <laughs> the big money won again. The uh, the oil merchants won again. Yeah. I, I shouldn't really say that. Um, <laughs> that's not very um, impartial of me. Uh, <laughs> we are United fans. Well, yeah, I know. but They, uh, they know this. <laughs> no, in all fairness to, to Manchester City, they've been unbelievable this season. Yeah, you can't take that away from them. No, and I mean to, to pick... Liverpool to the post who have been unbelievable themselves is quite an achievement. Liverpool have won, sorry, have lost only one game this season um, and they haven't lost in their past for what, a fair few games now. They haven't even dropped points is what I mean. 
it's it's an unbelievable achievement. Um, Liverpool to finish on the amount of points they did, uh, ninety seven wasn't it? I believe. Yeah, ninety seven. Ninety seven points and to not win the league is something that we'll probably <laughs> won't see again for a very long time. We actually just saw a stat in when we took that break, saying that Liverpool with ninety seven points would have won the Premier League in twenty five out of the twenty seven seasons. Those two seasons being the last two. Yeah. When, yeah. when City finished with 100 points last season and 98 points this season. Yeah. Um, it's insane. It's crazy. Last season, there was nobody even close to, to the level of Manchester City at 100 points. Um, the next closest was Manchester United, actually, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, with, under Mourinho. Um, the funny thing is, and I did actually fact-check this in the break, that last season... Liverpool played City four times, twice in the league, twice in the Champions League. Okay. And they beat them three times out of four. Yeah. They were a bit of a bogey team for City last year. Yeah, that's quite interesting. I've got the uh, results here. So the first, I think, was it the first game of the season or the second game of the season? City played Liverpool last season when City won 5-0. Mane got a red card for booting Edison in the head. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I remember that, yeah. (laughs) I vaguely remember Then that. after that, Liverpool beat Man City 4-3 in January, which I remember that game well. It was absolutely insane. Yes. Um, then there was the Champions League quarterfinals, which I did. they did slip my memory. I forgot that that happened. Liverpool beat Man City 3-0 in the first leg and then 2-1 in the second leg. So to then be in this race with them this year and lose out is pretty harsh. Really, isn't it? It's it's harsh, but it's a it's a harsh, not a harsh reality. But it's Let's let listen. Let's be fair. Liverpool, have, I can't pick any weak points in their in their season. Their 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 players are unbelievable. They're, there's no there's no weak links in that team. Um, like you've said, literally any other season apart from the last two, they won won the league. Alex Ferguson in his Greatest season, only finished on 91 points, um, which is six less than what Liverpool have managed this year. So credit where it's due, they've been they've been phenomenal, but they've missed out by one point. And the harsh reality is the, the game that they lost was against Manchester City. Um, it all comes down to that. It all it? comes down to that. Um, yeah. they've, they've both just decimated teams and it's it's come down to that one result it's why they're called six point games isn't it yeah absolutely um and that's that's what's happened you can you can criticize city as much as you want for you know having the big money but big money doesn't necessarily buy performances does it as we see we have seen with united no you know you've got to have that management and the leadership and the right players the right chemistry it's you know it's infinite factors it's all got to work out, and it just does for City. Yeah, let, let's not take anything away from Pep Guardiola either. I mean, yeah, he's had the money there, but the managers before him have had the money there. Okay, they might have won won the title. Pellegrini did win the title, and Mancini did win the title once each. Um, but Pep Guardiola is not just about... It was vastly um, different performance levels, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I must admit... I'll be one of the first to admit when he first come to England, I thought he might get found out. Um, in his first season at Manchester City, they they were sort of in that transition period where the players were all learning to play his way of football, the same as when he was at Bayern Munich. Um, he he come in and they finished fourth, I think, in his first. Yeah, season. that was the season they lost four 0 to Everton. 
Yeah. When Adam Adamola Luckman made his debut and scored. Yeah, that was, yeah. We loved that and then we went went and lost four 0 to Everton earlier this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um but yeah, Pep Pep Guardiola you know, for he got a, including off myself, he got a lot of criticism where people thought sorry, my phone just went off. Um a lot of people thought that he might get found out in England. Um yes, he's had the money there, but to turn that team into what they are, it doesn't matter how much money you've got. If you can get a team to perform, get 100 points in one season and then get 98 points in the next season, whilst pipping Liverpool to the post when they've been phenomenal, mm-hmm. is a manager that is just the highest calibre. Um, and you've got to really give it to them for holding their nerve because Liverpool have been buying at their ankles all season. Uh, I, mean, I mean, Liverpool yeah. were ahead of them. Yeah, long, yeah. Long part of the season. Well, uh, it's that that whole thing with Liverpool and their their Christmas curse, isn't it? Mm-hmm. They were top at Christmas, um, and this has happened twice before with Liverpool. And in fact, they're the only team to ever be top at Christmas and not win the league. And um, they've managed it three times mm-hmm. now. Um, this season being one of those times, and yeah, Man City have done it again. Um, and yeah, all you can say is fair play to them. It is yeah, I mean it's fully deserved, isn't it? Yeah. Well, the team, the team who finishes first is always the team that deserves it, and they. That's, that's at the like, end of the day, yeah. That's how it should be looked at. I, um, yeah, I did predict actually at the start of this season that they were going to win it again this season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joe was asking me who I thought, and I said I couldn't see anyone other than City winning it again. I didn't. I didn't see Liverpool having the season they had. To be fair, I don't think anyone did. No, no I don't think anyone did. I think people thought that they would be in probably in the top four. Um, uh, you know, there's probably a lot of people that thought they they could even get second, but mm. to do it in the fashion that they did um, is you know again it's we talk about Guardiola, but Klopp's another manager who deserves a lot of praise. Um, he's really sort of made that club into a great club again, and he's done it. He's got money there. There there's certainly money there. There's less money than um, Manchester City have got, but. They they've got some money there, and he's he's come in and he's brought a personality into that club. He's he's brought his charisma in, his style of football. Um, he what did he call it? He called it heavy metal football or something. Yeah, when he first yeah, come yeah, to yeah. the club, um, and he's he's set up his team a bit like how they how he was set up at Dortmund. But they've they've well, I mean, Mo Salah was a an absolute genius signing in hindsight now, wasn't he? And Mane, um, but they've yeah, Liverpool have really really perform well this year do you reckon they'll do you reckon they'll do it again next year do you reckon they'll... I was going to ask you the same thing I was <laughs> going to where do they go from here mm. are they going to be up there again next season I mean well you, you would assume they're going to be up there again but will they be on City's heels again because right now you can only see those two and maybe Tottenham being up there if they make some some real key signings. Yeah, I think... Which the, I can imagine they will. Yeah, I, th- I think the key phrase in that is, will they make signings? Yeah. Um, because they haven't the past two windows. You'd have to you'd have to imagine with Tottenham that they have to make signings and their biggest signing would be to keep Pochettino, in my opinion. <laughs> Absolutely. Because to lose that is, again, another manager that sh- which you can only say good things about. Mm-hmm. To lose him and... Would would just wouldn't be the right right call for them, um. But yeah, they need to make signings, and why not? They could challenge. They're they're in a Champions League final. They are, um, they, I mean, they knocked Man City out 
yeah, they knocked Man City out. Um, they had an absolutely miracle performance against Ajax in the second leg where they were 3-0 down um, in the second leg first half. And then the second half, they managed to get three away goals and Lucas Moura hat-trick and managed to win it. Uh, the game to get into the final. Can so. I just say that Lucas Moura is definitely going in my dream team next season. <laughs> really? I've been thinking that for a few weeks now. Yeah. He's going to be my key he's, player. He's definitely one to look at, definitely. Yeah, he's he's a man that PSG didn't want, isn't he? Yeah. He's, you get a lot of players like that, those throwaway players that yeah. big teams don't want and then they just make it somewhere else. Ah, he's, he's the one laughing now, though, yeah, isn't he? Fair play to him. He's, he's the one that's in the Champions League final and... PSG have missed out big time and yeah he played a big part in getting Tottenham to that final um but yeah we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the Champions League final um before we finish but I want to ask you a quick question um do you think anyone can stop Manchester City and Pep Guardiola well I've highlighted and I think everyone knows already that Realistically, it's only Liverpool or Tottenham right now. Yeah. Tottenham may be still away from it. Yeah. As I've said, they need they may need to start signing some people because the bubble might burst. Otherwise, who knows? Although, it just keeps looking better and better for them, doesn't it? Mm. Somehow, Poch is just keeping that team going. I don't know. <coughs> I don't know where they would need signings, where their sort of weaknesses are. Mm. I've always thought... Lloris may be the weakest part of that team. Really? Expect just maybe in, in recent seasons, because he, he was a quality keeper at one point. I yeah. Uh, I'm, mm. But he makes a few few errors here and there, which I think cost him points. Yeah. Um, Tottenham, yeah, they they seem to have this habit of bringing through a lot of their, well, Pochettino does especially with them, bringing through some of these uh, youth players that they've got in their system. And yeah. Buying in youth players who've turned out to be good. I mean, look how good Deli Ali's turned out to be as a player. Come from Milton Keynes, yeah. um, and sort of went straight into the first team. He's bought through people like Harry Winks. Uh, you know that that he's 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 very good at that. Um, but do you think with a few signings that they could really challenge the Manchester City dominance? I mean, they've they've knocked them out of the Champions League. Yeah, and that's a big statement. As big a statement as any, really. Mm. If if you're if your intent is to knock them off the Premier League perch, you know. Mm. So why not? I'm I'm I already want the next season to start. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've got a few months to go now. Yeah, it's, we're in the we're going to be in the lull now. Yeah, we're in the limbo. Oh, it's horrible. But I say why not? And Liverpool, I think, will still be up there next season because even with the slow start Mo Salah had to his season this year, he's still. You told me earlier, he's the top scorer, isn't he? Uh, yeah, unless, I believe. No, today. I believe he finished as the top scorer. If I'm wrong, then feel free to correct me, anyone. Yeah. But I believe he finished the top scorer with 22 goals. I think there's going to be people fact checking us through this. Uh, episode, yeah, probably. Well, I'm probably going to get shown up to be completely <laughs> wrong about half the stuff I've said. But yeah, um, yeah. So Mo Salah, I mean, he the season he's had, it doesn't even seem anywhere near as good as last season. And to be fair, goals wise, it isn't. But he's still the top scorer. Um, so, yeah, you. What can you say? What else can you say about that? You know, and they've got Mane as well, and Firmino, and um, I was going to say Coutinho then for a second. <laughs> no, he's no. he's gone. They could do with maybe a playmaker like Coutinho in there. Do you think? 
Um, they don't need him necessarily. No, because that that was one of my next questions for you. I mean, but where do they go from here? Is they maybe it's time for them to look at big signings? Yeah, well, because they they've got everything they need. It seems so. If they want to make the next step, maybe they need to sign someone big. Yeah, I suppose uh, they've just got such a squ- solid squad throughout. Though it's it's so unfortunate for them and their fans that they haven't managed to do it this season. Because uh, do you think they're ever going to get a better chance? You wouldn't. You, it, I mean, it's a record-breaking second place, isn't it? <laughs> so you would, you know, law of averages would say that no, they're not. Yeah, I would just like to say before uh, we carry on with that that I listened to a guy on Talksport Radio this a uh, few days ago, which has gone viral around the internet, and he believed that Liverpool should get a trophy for finishing second <laughs> because they tried really, really hard. Um, oh, bless. Now, this is no disrespect to most Liverpool fans, but people like that are just absolutely hilarious. That when when has anyone ever got a... It's, it's, it's on stupid par levels as when Wenger said that finishing fourth in, to get in the Champions League is like winning a trophy. It's it's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, sorry. Anyway, participation that was, medals, participation award. Yeah, it's, yeah. You don't you don't get a trophy for finishing second. I'd just like to point that out. If if they get one, <laughs> can we get one? Well, yeah. Finishing sixth. Yeah, exactly. Presumably. Where does it stop? Yeah, did the Cardiff get a trophy for getting relegated or I mean, or they, Huddersfield? They, at least they tried. Well, they tried. Yeah, this is yeah. true. This is true. Mm. Um, <laughs> just off the top of my head, going Go back on. about. Um, Liverpool potentially making a big signing. Yeah. Um, I saw recently that James Rodriguez is in a bit of limbo. Yeah. That he's coming to the end of his time with Bayern and Real don't want him back, apparently. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I've i seen a bit about that. Yeah. Do you int- reckon it'd be, it'd be, it'd be int- an interesting signing? It'd be very interesting to see him go to Liverpool, I think. Mm, um, I think he's going to have a lot of suitors in England. I think clubs like Arsenal... Um, Chelsea even yeah I could see I think I did see him linked with Chelsea yeah I think players like him aren't going to be short of uh, potential suitors and why I mean he's a great player he's had a bit of a hard time Um, we had a hard time at Real Madrid in the end didn't he and it's gone a bit sour at Bayern as well but he's it's a shame because he looks quality yeah or he he did look quality well you you only got to think back to during the World Cup haven't you yeah how how good he was. I don't keep up much with the European leagues, unfortunately. So I don't, I can't say. How no, uh, I I haven't done any stats on him this season. But um, I mean, if Bayern aren't wanting to keep him at the end of his loan, it suggests to me that something hasn't gone right. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason. Uh, but yeah, that's that's another thing. Have we got anything else to talk about? Well, oh, there's one big question, isn't there? Yeah, there is one big question, and I going to ask you first and mm-hmm. I want to know who do you think will win the Champo League final and I want to know why you think who you think is going to you win You had it. to come to me first. Yeah, mm. I'll come to you first. I, you're my guest. I'm asking you. It's a big one. So It's a hard one. It's either Tottenham or Liverpool. <sighs> yeah. It's gonna be a hell of a match. I really <sighs> think that. Yeah. I hope it's. I really hope it's not because I feel. I feel that like you get this when, especially when English play, English teams play each other in the European competitions. You get they can the matches can be quite cagey sometimes. Mm. 
And I hope it's not like that. I hope it's very open-ended and free-flowing like we would hope a game like of that stature to be. Yeah. Can I tell you who I want to win it? Well, I think I know the answer to that. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I think... I as a, as a biased United fan, <laughs> I want Tottenham to win it. Yeah. Uh, but... But... There's a but there, I can tell. But my head says that Liverpool are going to win it. You think Liverpool are going to win it? Yeah, I think this might just be Klopp's season to actually win something with them. Yeah. Cause... To, to win one of his finals. Well, this is the thing. He's it's it's pretty well documented that in recent years he gets to. He, don't get me wrong, the man's great at getting teams to finals, Liverpool or Dortmund. Um, he hasn't been quite so lucky in winning them of recent years. Um, but this could be the time. It, he's it's a good it's a good opportunity against against Tottenham. I mean, that yeah, they're going to be in Madrid, but they can treat it like a league game, really, can't they? Um, that's how they got to look at it. I know it's a Champions League final, but two English teams. It's going to be a very sort of Premier League sort of game, isn't it? It's going to feel. It's going to have that sort of feel to it. So, mm-hmm. it the thing with the Premier League though, as as you know, is it anything can happen. So, um, I'm gonna say, God, it is a tough question. Um, I'm split. I'm really split down the middle. It's here. really difficult. I, I'm gonna say. Like you, you know who I'd rather see win it. But I'm going to say Liverpool just. And I reckon it might be extra time. Oof. Yeah, I reckon it might. Um, I don't know. I imagine Salah and uh, Firmino might be fit by then. I'm not too sure on what's going uh, yeah, on Yeah, I, I was looking at the predicted lineups, and they were both... Well, the, the you know... Salah, Firmino and Mane were all in it, so yeah, I, it looks like they'll be fit for the, it. The thing with that is, though, I mean, before the Barcelona game, the second leg when they when they were losing 3-0 and then they go into the game without Salah and Firmino, they oh. start with Origi and Shaqiri. I'm, I'm, going, I'm going around saying they've got no hope. They have not got a yeah. chance to get through to the final and then they go and do what they do. Beat and, Barcelona and beat 4-0. 4-0 at home with... Um, with the greatest of respect, Origi in their side, uh, instead of a Firmino and a Shakiri in their side instead of a Salah. So and, and at the same time, Tottenham have been proven that they can do it without Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's that's the thing. So it's it's the two teams of comebacks, isn't it? You you've got the the both the comeback kings in the final, and I think that's what makes it so interesting. And because they're both got the un, they're both kind of got an underdog story about them, but. You can't both win it. So Tottenham are the bigger underdog. They they are because they've never been there before. Yeah. Um, I think we we can say we're very excited for. It. I think everyone is. Yeah. Um, thank you for joining us. I think we'll end it on that. I've got a final thought thought for you if we've got time. Oh, go on, go on. Should we bookend this? Bookend this by bringing it back to United. Yeah, go on then. Quick question. Yep. Was Mourinho wrong to say that finishing second last season was one of his biggest achievements in sport <laughs> in his managerial career? Um, when he first said it, I laughed. I thought he's he's saying one of his deluded comments again. Um, like he he said quite a few during his time at United. Um, I think in hindsight now looking at the squad, I think that he's probably telling a lot of that is probably the truth. Um, to finish second with the squad of players that he's got there. Which is a pretty wrong it's squad. Essentially, the squad we have now. It, isn't it? Yeah, it it's a pretty wrong squad. Um, 
to finish how we did last season, I think actually deserves great credit. Um, because let's not remember, let's not forget it was only last season that they did finish second, just behind. Well, say just behind. It was quite a bit behind Man City, but to go from that to this season where they're now languishing in sixth and playing relegation form football, it, yeah, it, I, I, yeah. Listen, I, I, I think, I think, yeah, it's, it's probably one of his biggest achievements. Probably not his biggest achievement because let's not forget he won. He's won countless Champions Leagues and he won the treble with Inter. Yeah, uh, the the Champions League final with Inter Milan against Barcelona. He won the Champions League with Porto, didn't he? He so, won it with Porto. Yeah. That's a massive achievement. Uh, Chelsea, their back to back titles. Um, when you know the first manager to sort of do it with them. Um, yeah, I. But it wasn't as ridiculous a claim as we first thought. No, not uh, at all. Not at all. No, not at all. Um, it's it's up there with his biggest achievements, and yeah, we were right to get rid of him in in the end. But yeah, that achievement last year, well, we we spoke already. We can't get a trophy for finishing second, exactly. But that that was about as close as you probably could have got to one, considering the abysmal squad that we've got there. Um, so yeah, what about you? Do you do you think that as well? I pretty much agree with what you said. It, yeah. It was a great achievement looking back. I I kind of understood what he was saying at the time, but you know, at the same time, it was like, oh, all right, mate. But <laughs> yeah, it was it was a squad, the squad we have now, minus people like Diogo Delo, who have been given Ashley Young some reprieve. You know, yeah, he had Ashley Young on the right on right, right back mm. all season last year, didn't he? Yeah, he or wasn't as bad. Even. He wasn't as bad last year though, was he? Yeah, he's really no, that's sort fair. Of fallen from grace. This he year. had Mo Salah in his pocket in that Liverpool game, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, right. That's enough of us whinging about United's problems. Yeah, my foot's um, going dead. Your foot's going dead. Thank you for joining us. If you have stuck about this long and listened to us ranting and raving, this is the first in uh, a line of episodes of Off the Post. Mm. Um, I want to thank Will for joining me today. No worries. And hopefully we'll get you back on again soon and we'll be in a much better situation. Um, but until then, thanks a lot for joining us. If, Like I say, if you've got any questions, send them in to offthepostquestions at gmail.com. Um, if you know who I am, you can probably just give me a message on social media or something as well. Or give Will a message if anything he said has sort of provoked thought in you and you want to ask him about mm, something. You can try. You can try. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. And I will see you very soon. See you later. <laughs>